breakfast. We have somebody at the table with us, State Representative Christina Minacucci. And, uh, and uh, Christina, thanks for joining us today. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing just fine. I'm just doing fine. You know, uh, I was thinking that uh, you know, they everybody calls this the, the new normal, but uh, basically, you know, we're kind of adjusting to uh, to what you have to do, you know, wearing a mask and making sure you, you stay a couple of miles away from your neighbor and stuff like that. <laughs> right. <laughs> There's definitely a lot of getting used to. I know that um, I uh, I used to keep extra pairs of shoes in my car because I never knew what if, if I was going to have to end up being dressed up or something in a place I wasn't expecting. Now I keep extra masks in my car. It's an entirely different world. <laughs> oh, yeah, it certainly is. And, and uh, you know, I sometimes would wear a tie to work and stuff like that, but I don't see anybody, so there's no sense in, in dressing up. Yeah, we um so in the past we've been lucky in the past couple of weeks the um you know the governor came to visit New Balance just a couple of days ago and um you know we get a lot of times he comes spur of the moment or we don't hear till the night before and so all of a sudden I realized I had to wear real clothes and it was like this strange feeling I was running around my house going what do I wear when I go to work and have to see people so you know I I split the difference. I, I didn't have my suit on, but it was, <laughs> but I was getting close. <laughs> well, you know that's uh, that's interesting that you mentioned that the uh, the governor basically doesn't tell you uh, where he's going to be until he's almost there. And I thought that that was just for us, you know, the media. But I guess it's for state representatives too. Yeah, we didn't hear about it. You know, we usually hear if he's coming. You know, we might hear like the night before or something. But um, you know, we don't get a lot of advance notice either. And I'm sure that has a lot to do with, I mean, especially these days, the schedule being all over the place. You know, we used to get a couple weeks notice if he was coming to Haverhill or Lawrence or whatever. We'd get usually a couple weeks. We'd we'd have it in the schedule, but. Now we get a few hours. So how about that? Yeah, how uh, tell me a little bit uh, about uh, his visit to uh, Lawrence and the New Balance factory. Well, you know, it's funny that factory's been there for a long time, and just a couple months ago, the delegation and I got together and decided to take a tour. We said we should go take a tour at New Balance, so we just took a tour, and it was the first time all of us had been there. So it was kind of interesting, you know. We all went, and we took a tour. We, we you know, met people who were working on the floor, saw their facility, um, which is pretty phenomenal because they basically make almost a hundred percent of their shoe right there in Lawrence. And you know, you can custom design a shoe, and they'll make it for you. It's really interesting. Um, so going just a few months later and taking a tour of their whole new operation was really it was really quite fascinating. Um, you know, we saw a lot of the same familiar faces working, but you know, fewer of them. And they had plexiglass up between stations, getting ready to when they can make shoes again. But they just celebrated making their millionth mask um, under that MERT program that the that the governor and the secretary Keneally um, Secretary Keneally announced. You know, not that long ago. Well, so it was pretty. It was interesting. That's yeah, really a, a million masks, and, and I, I guess that they that they're also using a warehouse space to make things too. Yeah, they we didn't take a tour of a warehouse space, but um, but yeah, they have. It, what was really interesting is, um, you know, because they have this innovation center that they need to use for sneakers. You know, they're used to just 
trying out different things, they were able to produce a prototype in four days and be ready to start making masks, and which is pretty phenomenal. And they're very high quality. They went, they had to get tested by the FDA. They had to jump through a number of hoops to be able to make these. But um, you may have seen people maybe on Facebook. I know Jim Kelcor saw the Newburyport has passed out a lot of their original model of masks, which are blue and they look almost like a sneaker. Um, but then, you know, they just keep modifying them based on, you know, what we're working for people, how to keep them off the bridge of the nose, how to keep people to be able to breathe more easily. So they had all these different versions that they've been, that they've made. So not only have they made a million masks, but they've changed their design three or four times. And they just came out with a new one that's going to be really for, for mass production. So, you know, what they've been doing mostly is for hospitals or frontline workers. But um, now they're going to have sort of a mask for everybody model. So that's really interesting. Well, how about that? We're talking with State Representative Christina Minacucci. And um, there's a story in the news today about Haverhill's river ruckus. They are not going to be holding it this year. Have uh, have you heard of any other events that uh, long running events that aren't going to be happening this year? Well, we know Boston is not going to be hosting really any big events, but Lawrence has canceled events through the end of the year. So, for example, their uh, Semana Hispana would be this weekend coming up. It's always on Father's Day. That's um, um, that's canceled. Or I guess maybe it was Mother's Day. Anyway, um, and then, you know, Newburyport canceled their Yankee homecoming, which is a really big deal. Um, you know, and I've just been hearing of just those are the the big festivals for our region that I've seen that aren't happening. The Feast of the Three Saints that happens in Lawrence over the um, over Labor Day weekend has been canceled. So sort of these, those are sort of the traditions, I guess, in our area that, um you know, we're going to miss out on this year, but it's probably the best thing from a safety perspective. For me, I think the strangest thing is just no sports. It's really weird. Not, And I'm not even a huge sports fan, but not having Red Sox play in the summer, is a, <laughs> it just, just feels funny. Well, they uh, they claim that they, they will be having uh, baseball, so we'll see what happens there. I think this this is within the next week. Uh, we'll We'll get a, a plan on that. Uh, tell me about uh, how you think this uh, phasing program is working. I, I, I was talking with somebody yesterday, and their group is in phase three, and they were very disappointed about that. Yeah, I mean, it, what's it's actually been a little frustrating from the legislature, um, you know, something that a lot of people, we, we're the front line, we're the front line legislators, right? We're the front line arm of the government in a lot of ways when we're talking about all these um, state programs and initiatives. And people come to us a lot looking for looking for answers. And, and we find out a lot of times when all of you find out, actually for the most part, when the governor comes on. So, you know, a lot of this stuff is, is new to us. We're not part of the process, this reopening process that's all... Um, the governor, his secretaries, and people in the community that have um, that are on the board, and so um, you know it's it's hard. But what has been very helpful is we do have weekly brief briefings, and we just had one with uh, early education the other day. We had one with um, with Secretary Camille just two days ago, and 
you know, they take a lot of our feedback and they're taking the feedback of people in the community and they're changing it. So anybody who's been following education, for example, there's one set of guidelines and six days later there was a whole, there was an overhaul. And that was all the results of people on the ground who are saying, hey, this doesn't work. How, how are we ever going to implement this? And so, you know, I think they're doing their best to try to get things open quickly, but it's really hard um, when you know your business and you know your industry and you know you can do it safely and you're being sort of prevented from, from opening because you're not in the right category. And I think that, you know, my recommendation to people like you know, in those categories is to, you know, keep writing letters. There's a portal on the website, um, the MassGov website, where you can put your comments about reopening and they do read those they read every single one of those emails and they respond to them and and they are actually changing the way they do things based on that commentary and based on people from different industries saying you know we can do this safely can you help us find a way and so you'll see that some some things have sort of jockeyed around a little bit throughout this process well, that's uh, that's very positive news. I, I I like to hear that stuff that they are taking feedback. I understand. You know, I, I was talking with somebody else who uh, said that the uh, the governor. Well, this is uh, maybe like a month or so. The governor wasn't uh, allowing uh, legislators to. Uh, they could listen, but they couldn't make any comments on it. But uh, but I guess that that's changing around a little bit. Yeah, and and we we are only allowed to listen um, and not make comments before it's announced, and then you know after it comes out, um, <laughs> then we are able to give our feedback, just kind of like everybody else. But you know we do listen to the people in our community, and we forward that along immediately, and because we we are a conduit for that sort of information. So I think that you know, the more people speak up about it, the easier. And you know, in our area. It's all small businesses. We have so many like micro businesses in the Merrimack Valley that, you know, being closed for such a sustained amount of time has been very hard for people. So trying to find ways to open up, like the way Haverhill has, you know, going to extend a lot of outside seating so that restaurants can open. I mean, doing things like that, our, our communities are willing to do what they need to do to help our businesses, but they still need the green light. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> to be yeah. Able to do those things. So. Yeah. And uh, just one one quick question. Last time we had a chance to chat with you, you were telling us about uh, you know that you're kind of like the uh, the the quick pass to uh, helping get answers for unemployment questions. Have you seen a uh, a slowdown in people applying for unemployment, thinking that you know, everybody who needs it is already signed up? Yeah, definitely. You know, we've seen a big drop off. At one point, we had 68 active cases in our office, and you know, now we're down to two, maybe. Um, and we can we can get them resolved pretty quickly. You know, one of the things I try to um, remind people is I feel like there's still a lot of people out there that don't realize they have access to unemployment, but the pandemic unemployment insurance um, or assistance program that comes from the federal government is open to people who have reduced wages, part-time workers, gig economy workers, people who are self-employed. Um, you know, there's a much bigger net and um, a lot more people qualify than realize it. I mean, I come across people every day that say, I had no idea I qualified. You know, also kids under the age of 18 who maybe were lined up to work at, a, at local camps, like Brooks Summer Camp in North Andover is closed this summer. You know, any of those kids that were lined up to work there, 
they can file, and you just have to do it over the phone if you're under 18. But, um, you know, adults, kids, anybody who was lined up for a job and that job disappeared and just didn't didn't come to fruition because of COVID-19, they qualify. So, um, you know, the net is – they cast a much bigger net, I guess, under this program. So I always encourage people to give it a try if they think they might qualify because the absolute worst thing that happens is they get denied. So. All right. Well, that's uh, good advice. Well, Christina, I know you have uh... – you have uh, projects to get to today, and so I want to... Uh... It's fifth and eighth grade graduation in North Andover. Oh, I have a fifth grader and an eighth grader graduating today. So pretty much starting at 8.45 until 11.45, I will be crying that my children are moving on to high school and middle school. So that's where you'll see me. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> is it, is it uh, going to be on Zoom, or is it uh, uh, like a physical thing? Um, yeah, last night was Zoom, was the Zoom, which was it was great. You know, they do the best. These teachers have gone above and beyond. It's amazing. But today are the parades. So we, you know, get to parade through the school, and then um, we go from the middle school to the high school parading through town. So. <laughs> That's going to be gonna fun. Be, it's going to be an interesting day. It's so, <laughs> new times. Right. Well, uh, it'll bring yourself uh, plenty of, um, you know, the tissues. tissues. Yeah, <laughs> and you'll be good. All right. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate you coming on this morning. All right. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right. State Representative Christina Minacucci, our guest this morning here on The Wave, 97.9 WHAV-FM. Wake up with Wynn Damon weekdays from 6 to 9 a.m. on 97.9 FM, WHAV. That's The Wave, W.